Let's pretend that this isn't advice. And I'm Erin, and I'm not giving you advice. It's it's not advice. I can't help myself <laughs> give advice. I don't mean to. I don't want to. I want you to be able to live your life, but I know how to do it. I'm a huge know-it-all, and this is where I practice not giving advice to people. Except I totally give advice to them. I'm a lawyer turned professional certified coach, and I just happen to give the best advice. But this is a podcast, not a coaching session, so I obviously don't do that here, except I do. This is not advice with Erin Conlon, your know-it-all lawyer coach friend. This is not advice. This next conversation is with Jamie Andrzejewski. She uh, is the CEO of Nourish Naturals. Jamie is a former marketing executive who created a business from scratch because she did an art project with her daughter. We talk about her journey, her business, and um, what it means to feel supported and like you are living into your mission and your values. If you are interested in creating a life from that place, I highly recommend you listen to this conversation. Hi, how are you? Hi, Erin. Thank you so much for having me. What an yeah. honor to share time with you. Yeah, Jamie. Um, well, first of all, how about you just tell us who you are? Yes, absolutely. And I'll weave the professional and the personal all together, uh, which oh, is yay. especially apropos considering where I am right now. But I... Uh, I'm actually having the time of my life, and I am so grateful for this new path that I'm on. I spent almost two decades in corporate America, uh, working in sales, marketing, business development, and I am so grateful for those experiences uh, because they serve me so well right now. But in early 2018, I was laid off from my job. And I, it, I had just turned 40 and although not a, a total shock, it's, you know, anytime that type of major life event happens, you know, it does, you know, it, it poses all, all new questions and uh, all new considerations. And so having just celebrated that milestone birthday, I knew I wanted to take a pause and really think about what I wanted to do next and uh, really live from a place of purpose and passion. And I had uh, I had found the book, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Like, that's a transformative book for so many people. Right. Same. Same for me. And really understanding the importance of switching from a mindset of scarcity to one of abundance and truly recognizing that there are opportunities everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. and that desiring abundance in all of its forms uh, is not greedy or selfish, you know, and really kind of moving past that, that, barrier in my mind that poor people are more noble, you know, and what Jen really encouraged is that people who have abundance are usually the people who are able to do more good in the world. And so with that in mind, and with 
just really that stirring that what I what I did next really needed to set me on fire. And so my daughter, uh, she had just turned six at the time. She received a DIY lip balm kit for her sixth birthday. And we had so much fun making the lip balms, but I didn't actually want her to use them because they were full of synthetic ingredients. Uh, For me, I have always been passionate about wellness. I've spent nearly three decades researching fitness, nutrition, and within the last 10-ish years have been studying mindfulness and meditation, self-compassion. And so Emma and I, we wanted to make more lip balms. And so we ordered organic, organic ingredients. But when you get coconut oil or shea butter, you get big tubs. And so we made more lip balms than we would ever use in a lifetime. And so I decided to offer the lip balms up to an online moms group I'm part of. They sold out in minutes. So then I was making other natural products for my family at the time, put those up, posted those, those sold out too. And yeah, (laughs) so the marketer in me was stoked. And by this time I had been interviewing, not really finding that next right fit. And so I set up shop at a farmer's market. I thought I'm going to spend the summer outdoors and Aaron, it's like the magic, the magic kept going. And I um, had customers continue purchasing the products. I had retailers who, who happened to be at the markets ask if they could carry the products. The media started featuring the products in my story. And I launched my company, Nourish Natural Products, and we're coming up on three years. And so <laughs> I love this. Yes. And, and when I first started, Erin, I thought, you know, with the products that I would someday love if the products could create enough brand awareness so that I could have a larger platform to uh, speak out on what matters most to me. And that's promoting wellness and spreading kindness and that day is here. And so as I started, I am having the time of my life. Oh my God, that's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're a mom, uh, you're a business yes. owner. Yes. You, excuse my cat, he is, <laughs> he needs to know about you too. That's right. <laughs> um, you were a marketer before. Mm-hmm. You love well-being and wellness. Yes. I'm curious. I always call it well-being. Other people say wellness. What is, is there a difference to you? I I love them both. That's a great question. I I'm particularly drawn right now. I have called it wellness, but I love well-being. You know, I not to be cliche, but how so many people say that, you know, that it's it's important to be versus do. You know, so I love I love that distinction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, well being is not just like working out and eating green foods. Well being right. is access to being the ve- best version of me in the world. Yes, I love. Like I can't that. be great if I'm not well. Exactly, and I, for most of my life, so I have struggled with body image issues and working out and excess. Yes. Right. Eating disorders, all of that. And so kind of following the right 
you know, eating the right things, working out, like all of those are classified under healthy things that we could be doing, but I wasn't doing them in a healthy way. And so from the the well-being perspective, I, after having my daughter, developed significant postpartum anxiety. And in, in exploring the different tools, I knew I wanted something outside of conventional medicine. I very much needed conventional medicine and I'm not, there's no shame, right? You have to do whatever it takes to get better. I also wanted to complement that with alternative healing modalities. And I was introduced to a woman who who teaches mindful self-compassion. And that was life-changing for me. You know, in in allowing myself a recovering perfectionist, uh, and I think you you describe yourself that way too, right? Oh, yeah, I'm in recovery. I am yes. not recovered. Yes, I'm yes. still a monster perfectionist. Yes. It is not my best trait, but also yes. this is how I get to be a know-it-all and try have to. <laughs> this is not advice. Yeah, right. I'm not giving yes. advice. I don't know exactly what you yes. should do, but here's exactly what you should do. Jean. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm so that way. And so that way with myself, right? So in learning these really beautiful tools of of giving myself compassion and grace and learning how to be kind to myself, right? I, I told you my mission with Nourish is to promote wellness and spread kindness. And it really needs to start, you know, in in me. And so uh, that has been such a big focus for me and the message I wanted to share that uh, that there is another way. And as women, we are so hard on ourselves. And I really wanted to share the message that you matter, right? And that we need you and your gifts and your beautiful, you know, talents uh, exactly as they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did it sink into you that you matter, Jamie? Mm. Nourish has been such a gift for me in that nearly all of my corporate career, because I have a soft heart, because I value people over profits, I'm not sure that my skill sets were always prized. I I was appreciated as a person, but... I I didn't always fit in with the corporate perspective. And so moving over to Nourish, you know, where I I lead in the way that that feels good to me and I lead with my values and I feel that I am being embraced and celebrated and appreciated for who I am at my core. And so although kind of that that sense of value should start internally. You know, it was, it took external appreciation for me to say, yeah, I, what I bring to the table matters. And especially as I be, I have become more vulnerable and I am not very private anymore, but, you know, in sharing who I am socially and, and seeing how it has, given permission for other people to embrace their humanness 
it has meant the world to me and has really helped me see that that my message and I matter. Yeah, it's um well I have a couple of things, but one of the things that I heard is that when you when you started embracing what's important to you, you had an experience where the world it felt like the world was embracing you on that. Yes. I think the, the thing that I got curious about just in that moment is like do you relate to yourself as separate from Nourish, your brand? Not, not right now. No. Nourish <laughs> Nourish is is an extension of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you and want it to stay that way forever? I love it. I love having this platform to share mm-hmm. and hopefully inspire and educate. I believe that we talked about Jen Sincero and there being opportunities everywhere. I also am fully aware that there are tens of thousands of natural product companies out there. And what differentiates us, I believe, is our why. And Mm -hmm. we... I think we're all familiar with Simon Sinek and you know his very famous phrase that people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And I'm so incredibly proud of our why. And and I don't know how, if, when I would want to separate that from nourish. Yeah. I think sometimes like when looking at growing, well, first of all, I have a weird relationship with branding because the work that I'm doing, I'm selling myself, mm-hmm. which is I'm very uncomfortable with it <laughs> and I'm doing my best. But like, I know that when I sit down with my clients, the conversations that we have are atypical and change lives and yes. they, they grow from that place because they're choosing to, but I also know that it's because they're choosing to, not just because it's me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know so, it's- so Aaron, I feel as, and I shared with you that I spent some time on your Instagram page and I've listened to podcasts you've been a guest on and what is so beautiful about the work that you do is you share your humanness and in that give other people permission, you know, to embrace theirs. And so I would suggest that your clients may not make the type of progress they're making if you didn't create that safe space for them to explore and to be fully human. So I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And yet (laughs) you are a big part of that. Well, and like when it comes to Erin as a brand, I'm like, Oh, if I want to be a brand, I don't, I mean, I want to be Oprah, but I don't want to be Oprah. (laughs) So much responsibility and it's an amazing honor and there, right. There's so much need for self-awareness, you know, and, uh, you know, just, um, and when I say in being careful, it's that, we all have so much to learn about other people and their experiences. We know ours and we know the people closest to us. 
And I think especially, you know, today when we're more aware of how our words and actions affect others, you know, that, that we want to be loving toward others. And so a big part of it is, is being open to other people. What's difficult for us, right. Is if somebody has correction, you know, feedback. Or the word is feedback. feedback. <laughs> Jamie, I have a little feedback for yes. you. Yes, yes. <laughs> that can feel right, like oh, I let that person down, or oh, how did I not know that? Right? It's where people like us who who are recovering perfectionists, you know, that's where that compassion, you know, really comes in because it's okay. Yeah, it's you know okay. the. the- one of the books that changed my life was Tara Brock's uh, Radical Acceptance. Yes. I'm listening to that right now. Oh my God. I was like, wait, you have to accept what is to change it? Yes. But if I'm trying to change it, aren't I accepting it? Like it was such a mind fuck for me. Right. Right. Yeah. This idea of surrendering to or allowing things to exist. And then it was like magic. As soon as those things, as soon as they let that space be what it was, it transformed. Right. Right. What we resist persists. Oh my God. It's so annoying. I know, but it's so true. And someone pointed out to me the other day that, you know, I, I allow myself to feel my feels. What I didn't realize in that that's the first step, right? But then it's actually going in and feeling those emotions in our bodies, right? Not just being upset or angry, right? Mm-hmm. But where is that manifesting in your body so you mm-hmm. can release it? And what has happened too is that I love for life to be awesome all the time. <laughs> and <laughs> and I have really... I don't like sitting in discomfort. Not that most people do. I don't have a very high tolerance for that. And so I'm always looking, okay, what can I do to make this feel better? And even with feeling my my feels, right? That, okay, I've given myself permission to that with the end goal of then it's going to pass. <laughs> you know, and yeah. so t- truly being okay that sometimes we just need to slow down. Well, I think that for me, when I have that sense of urgency to get it over with, to be done with this, to yes. it comes from that, like one of two places, I can fix this mm-hmm. or I know how this feels. I don't have to feel it. Mm, so let's be done yes. with it. Yes. Like I've learned this lesson. <laughs> yes. Like, no, thanks. Check. Been <laughs> here done right along. I'm over this. Let's go. <laughs> yes. So when you set out to make your, your line, you know, it started as lip balm. Now it's a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. What is like your vision for Nourish over the next year, five years, 10 years? Mm-hmm. So when I set out, something so important to me is honesty and integrity and when we say that we're 100% clean and natural, we are 100% clean and natural. And there are a lot of, of companies that use those terms 
and perhaps aren't honestly backing those claims because a word like organic or natural doesn't have any guidelines surrounding it. And so that was my question. What does clean mean to you? What does natural mm -hmm. mean to you? Yeah. What those mean that every single ingredient within our products are uh, or is good for you and it comes from the earth. Everything we use is a plant. And part of the reason I, everything that we make at Nourish has essential oils in it. And when I was turned on to essential oils and started learning more about them, I was in awe of them and started making products long before Nourish existed because there were very few companies out there that were truly natural. And so with Nourish, our commitment will always be that. And at some point, I would love to explore other types of product lines. More than that, though, as I mentioned, we are on mission to, to promote wellness and spread kindness. And over the last year, we've had these beautiful opportunities to give back and to show up for our community. And that felt so incredibly amazing to me and solidified in my mind that there needs to be another branch of Nourish that focuses on social impact and philanthropy. Ooh, and, yes. And so I would love to grow the product business so that someone can take over on that front. Mm -hmm so that I can move into the social impact front. It will always be part of our business. Right now, we're not as strategic in terms of we support, we support those that our customers love, you know, and support, right? So it's very, who do our customers care about and who do they tell us? needs help. And then we go and we, we try to go deep with them. Right. And then, but I want to, you know, we, I have a heart for women and I would like to explore where do we, who do we want to pick and where do we want to go deep? I had an experience late fall mm -hmm. where I, I was able to, um, share relationship with this woman who she and her family had gone through something so horrific and traumatic. And at first it was so scary to me that I just wanted to tap out. <laughs> and then for me, I felt God say to me a few weeks later, today's the day. Today's the day you get involved. And learning how to support, not just at you know, what stuff can we give to you, you know, or what money can we raise to you, but what are those true root needs and how can we advocate for people who are not in a position to advocate for themselves? Totally opened this whole new world to me of how we show up for others. And we were able to go so deep in serving this family. And it wasn't just from me, it wasn't my husband and I opening our pocketbooks, right? Like we called on the entire community and it 
it was for me, yes, life-changing. And I thought that's, that's what I want to be doing. Um, when I first started coaching, Mm -hmm. the word support got tossed around in my training program all of the time. Mm -hmm. And I was the kind of person who did everything on my own, had everything covered. I've been single. I mean, I've had boyfriends and stuff, dated people, but like, I've never been married and my support structure outside of myself is like my immediate family. And so I got into this room and everyone's wooey and talking about support. I need support. What support do you need? Support, 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 support. And I became friends with the other like executive type coach in that room. And we would roll our eyes at all of the support that everyone needed. What the, what the, who needs this support? This is garbage. Go take care of yourselves. <laughs> right. And, you know, that's three and a half years later. And I have started to see, like, support is not just, you know, someone providing you financial resources. Mm-hmm. You can be supportive without doing certain things and being a supportive person or being a source of support is mostly about how you are. Yes. If it's a thing to check off, then it's not supportive. It's just a chore. Right. And with that truly showing up for people, you know, I think that we like to check boxes to feel good in supporting people in a way that is easy for us in terms of, oh, I donated that bag of stuff in my basement that I meant to give to Goodwill, but I'll give here, right? You know, where this situation in particular called on sacrificial serving, you know, and and called on many members of the community to rise up in ways that was hard, you know, and and so I think t- twofold in my, in my purpose in bringing this up. And one, let's show up for each other in ways that, you know, can be difficult, you know, for, mm-hmm. for us. And then number two, that being said, it doesn't always have to be that way. So totally. my, my mother-in-law passed away about 10 years ago. So she passed away early and my uh, father-in-law, my husband and I, we went to grief counseling groups. And something that was such an aha moment for me is that for people who are grieving, when you ask questions, and in particular about lost loved ones, you are not reminding them that that person passed away, right? That you are not reminding them that they have grief. And what is so needed is for people to show up and and ask those questions to ask tell me you know tell me about something beautiful about your wife or husband or brother or sister or child right that we don't always have to do the big splashy things that we just need to show up and yeah. so both right that that well, all think, of the ways matter and are and are important. I think when you truly witness somebody, when you see them for what they for who they are, what they're up to, what they're doing, and what they're experiencing, 
those things like acknowledging someone's grief and the love that they had for somebody that isn't with us is just part of seeing them. Mm, yes. And the same thing with like the instances where you have to sacrifice in order to support somebody. You are seeing that they need what you have more than you. Yes. That's it. And you're I taking action based upon what you see. Yes. I love that because so often, right, we want to filter it with how we see it. That is a, a powerful reminder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's cool because it kind of goes back to this idea of abundance. Mm-hmm. You know, you said at the top of this, like abundance changed your life. Mm-hmm. How did abundance play or how does it play into your mission? Like to serve other people. Mm-hmm. Abundance, and I'm still working on giving myself permission to receive the different forms oh of abundance. Oh my God. What is it with women and us not being able to receive? It is crazy. Yes. Crazy. Like, yes. I'm not, I, I mean, I have a little bit of a, a woo feminine nature thing. And I do think it's super feminine to mm-hmm. receive. Right, right. And I know so many women who can't fucking do it. Right, right. Because we're always looking to pour into others. And right, there's someone at the end, on the other side of that. And right, it it takes discipline to joyfully receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even... This might be a little bit too personal. I hope not. But like even sexually, women are on the receiving end of pleasure in a way that like if you really want to enjoy sexual experiences with somebody, you have to receive their presence. Right. And it is a gift, right, that you are – Giving that other person. and Have you ever like been with a man who has made you happy? He's like the happiest. Right. It's so great. I'm, right. I'm looking right. for men who want to make me happy because I will happily <laughs> let them make me happy. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Like, and I, for me, that's part of my business, right? I want to be able to be with you to help you be happier, to enjoy yourself. You have a business based upon like being great, feeling great. That's what you want to give to the world. And it's probably because that's what you need too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a a theme that I've noticed lately in talking to friends is that we want to enjoy life more. We want to have more fun. Well, yeah, I think the pandemic has really put a spotlight on the lack of fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I bet, I don't know this to be true, but I remember my life prior to, you know, February of 2020 with like doses of weird magical fun every day. Things that, you know, if you're out and about, you get to see. And then we all stay at home. We don't get to be out and about. We're not seeing some of those weird, like the dog walking with a bag in his mouth down the street. <laughs> Why is that fun? It's fun. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And 
Yes. I, I'm, I put a lot of pressure on myself and I've really had to remind myself lightly to trust, mm-hmm. you know, trust. And then I tell myself, you know, nourish is in a, in a place of it's in growth mode right now. And whenever you're in growth mode with a business, you burn through a lot of cash, right? So the financial mm-hmm. abundance has been on my mind quite a bit. And a mantra that I've been saying to myself is it is safe to desire and attract financial abundance. How's that so, working for you? <laughs> I will say that that trusting, right? So I we were talking last week and I shared with you, wow, you know, we are we're in a tough spot right now with nourish financially and talk about the you know, having to just be okay and live in that discomfort. Mm-hmm. And yet so many beautiful things have happened in the course of just the last week since I chatted with you. Tell me what happened. What happened? I need to know. That's not fair. (laughs) You know, in that there are new opportunities. I mean, the, the nitty gritty in that there is, we never took out PPP last year. Right. And so it's very likely that we can apply for a PPP. And I was blown away when I learned the amount that we qualify for. Right. <sighs> that I am now in a place where we're coming up on our three year uh, anniversary where I can go to a bank you know, and talk to them about a line of credit, you know, and because we we are profitable and we have beautiful profit margins. And we have grown the company in a way where this is now an option for us. And so, uh, you know, the, you know, I was thinking, how do we go out and sell hard, you know, and and temporarily bring in relief? Mm-hmm. Where these two opportunities are long-term relief that were outside of my vision, you know, but in talking to different people. had gifts of wisdom to share with me and reminded me about trusting, you know, that Mm -hmm. God put the right people in my path to tell me about these opportunities at just the right time. And it really reminded me of the importance of trusting, you know, and that we change our energy and something for me that my mantras for, for two years straight is look for the good because you find what you're looking for. Right. Oh my God, and so, I talk about this all of the time. Yes. Yeah. You find what you're looking for. And I needed that interruption in my energy because I was just feeling kind of pissed off, you know, <laughs> for a few weeks. Did, and now the sparkle is back. Did you get all tense? When I get worried about money, I get so tense. My body freezes up. It's like I am in you know, weeks long panic mode. I will do everything in my power to fix it. It never works. Right. Right. It's when we let go and really I have to like actively lie on the floor and stare at the ceiling and surrender and say, I surrender universe. It's up to you. Yes. <laughs> you know, I love that you just mentioned that. So I've been doing yoga for about four years mm-hmm. and <laughs> 
in the last like in the last week or two, one of my instructors talked about shavasana, which is the corpse pose, right? At the very end of practice, you lay down and you surrender and you let go. It's that reminder that, and then after Shavasana, many times we roll over to the right, kind of in fetal position, right before we sit up in Namaste. And that is symbolic of new birth, right? So, but we don't get to that rebirth until we've surrendered. And so, mm-hmm. right, because it can get scary and we want to control things. And you're right, it's the it's when we release that the magic well, happens. It's kind of what happened too for you with your job, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Absolutely. I got, I got laid off at, as a beginning attorney and it fucked with me so hard. Sorry, I swear. That's but girl, bring it, it messed with yeah. me for a decade. And I had to kind of surrender this idea that I had set out on a certain path and I needed to stay on it or find a way to make it work and let go of that in order to be here today. And my experience of life, I'm I'm not yet making the money that I was when I was a lawyer, which to be fair is kind of a high bar. Right. <laughs> right. I wasn't no making pun intended. Like, no pun intended. Oh my God. I didn't even notice the pun. <laughs> Great work. Um and at the same time, like I, I love money. Money makes life easier. Mm-hmm. So this yes. is not to say that I don't need it or want to grow or have the stability and security that I had before. Yes. I desperately want that stability and security, but I also don't ever want to do what I was doing ever again. Right. Right. I didn't like how I spent my life. Like that was the thing that changed for me. I came home from work. I was sitting on my, I have an outdoor sectional on my deck in Chicago. It's beautiful. Mm. She told her we'll have wine sometimes. Um, and also I just have to say, I love that we became instant friends. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like, I, this is my favorite part of my life is just the instant friends that I make like you. Anyway, I was sitting there and I was looking at my flowers and I was like, this is the best part of my day. And there's nothing wrong with this being the best part of my day, but I cannot spend 50 to 60 hours a week for the rest of my life looking forward to 45 minutes on my deck. Right, right. And that's not to say that like, I only (laughs) want to do things that are fun. As I said before, there are parts of what I do now that I hate. Right. But it's worth it to me. That's right. That's right. And I like myself a lot more. Yes. Same. I really, I think I'm awesome. And I'm doing You awesome are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I always like to prepare. And so I've listened to different recordings you've done and your other podcast. And I love the question that you pose at the end and what does success look like? Right. And I really have thought a lot about that over this last week. And it really reminded me to be aware of what I have right now. 
because even sharing with you how I have wanted Nourish to be a platform to speak out on what matters most. And those opportunities have started coming, right? And to, you know, I, I wanted to have a position where I served from passion and purpose. And that day is here, you know, and, you know, the whole, the, the importance of gratitude, and we hear that. And yet when we really sit in that, kind of the awe and the wonder of, of what's already surrounding us, right? And, and that is such rich abundance. And, uh-huh. right, and, and to be able to, to discipline ourselves to stay in this mind space, right? Like the incredible things that we will be able and will do in our life. Right. Like just amazing. Do you ever have the experience? So I have a, I have a nice little doomsday anxiety (laughs) traveling that lives in my brain. Yep. And I love to play worst case scenario. (laughs) It's, it helps comfort us. Right. And it helps, it helps us work through it to know, and yet we'll still be okay. But go ahead. Mm -hmm. So for me, like worst case scenario is I have to, I don't have a home anymore. Right. Right. Security and and stability are very important to me. I think in large part because of what I went through in my twenties. Yep. Um, and so my worst case scenario is I have to sell my condo and like part of why I, this is my worst case scenario is because I got a very good deal on my condo in 2014. And so if I were to get something of equal value now, it would be not right. really as nice. Right. <laughs> like if, if I just transplanted price-wise. And so I'm always like, I want to hold on to what I have. I have to keep what I have. And I also know there's a certain element of destruction in creation, right? Mm. I have to break eggs to make an omelet. Mm. Sometimes you have to blow things up in order to receive what's next. Right. Mm. Like you actually yes, have beautiful. to be willing to be in the in that cycle of creating or destroying and that tension between being grateful what I have for what I have and wanting to hold on to what I have as a place of security and safety. And also knowing that sometimes you got to like blow shit up. That's right. I haven't found the balance. What do you, what do you say, Jamie? How do I do this? Well, I was going to say what came to my mind is that I honor you because you are blowing things up, right? And having learned a little more about your story that this just wasn't, you know, oh, I think I'll go to law school, right? Like there, there are many influences that brought you to that path and you are still right? Like in, in this new space, right? You're still defining this new path, right? And so I have to think that, you know, and just th- think about root chakra too, you know, but that safety, security, protection, right? You're still balancing that energy. Well, and I think, I don't know about you, but I have kind of gotten comfortable with the idea that I will always be in process. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm just like it's it's more part of my DNA now than it was that. 10 years ago. And so that is a sense of security for me is that 
when I'm, when I am coming from my greatest self, like the loving, mm-hmm. compassionate, brilliant, joyful self that I am. Yes. Being in process is not a problem. Yes. When I am coming from the part of me that uh, my coach and I have named Begging Scrooge. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love it. Being in process is a big problem. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Um, you know, I ask a lot of some of the th- like standard questions, but one thing I'm really curious about is for you, since you're in a wellness slash well-being industry, since you're mission-driven, what is something that has worked for other people that just doesn't work for you? Mm. The first thing that came to my mind is that I am, I, I recognize the importance of organization and planning and making life easier because you, you know, you, you think through your day or your week and I am working to incorporate more of that. And I also recognize that I'm very go with the flow, you know, that I'm a brilliant problem solver and, and that perhaps I don't need to be known for my organizational skills and yet I can, you know, I can adopt better practices. And I'm really right now, I'm super curious about clutter and mm-hmm. the emotion behind why we have different clutter. And, you know, I, I listened to a book so, and, and that in audible, right? Like that's a big category for me right now is clutter. But I think that so much of the lesson I'm learning right now is that we live, the goal is to live for what your life is right now, you know, versus predicting or planning for a future possibility. And then our containers are only so big, you know, and it could be like your house or your drawer or closet, right? But I think of it as in my life, you know, and and the need to have more structure around my personal boundaries because there's only so much that mm-hmm. there's only so much and i want to get more selective and and more in alignment with what i'm choosing to allow in my container and so mm-hmm. i'm excited for that it's you know as many women right is in just people it's difficult to say no. And I'm practicing and the freedom that comes from saying no to the things that you're not excited about or that don't serve you. You have to get through that momentary, like, you know, I'm going to disappoint them or this should monster. Who's like, yes. you, should this. you should definitely do this. This is yes. you should do because you know what you should yes. do. That one. Yes. And I'm practicing and I'm practicing doing it with you know, the, the authenticity vulnerability portion of it that makes me, me, right. You know, so doing it in a really loving way and being firm and really when I'm typing emails, asking myself, like, are you really going to do that? Are you really going to do that? Or, delete, 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 you know, <laughs> it, 
are you going to do it in terms of you don't have to soften it by promising something else, right? That it is okay to say no. Oh my God, there's so much juice in there. I just did a two and a half hour workshop yesterday on boundaries. Oof. Tell me, tell me some aha moments. So, well, I gave it, but one of the moments that I think. (laughs) I love that. Okay. Yes. One of the moments that I think really resonated with some people was when I pointed out that um, boundaries are tools, not rules. Mm, Yes. And when your boundaries are aligned with your larger commitments, it's way easier to uphold them. Yes. And you have to be super clear about what your committed commitment is. And sometimes we say we're committed to one thing, but our actions show us that we're committed to another thing. Yes. And being really honest with yourself about what that is. So, for example, my highest commitment is to being a good person in the world. But if you look at my actions, my highest commitment is to peanut butter M&M's. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, and just like I know that. Right. Right. That doesn't like I know I could, you know, lessen my commitment to peanut butter M&Ms and <laughs> I love that. Things might change for me. But... Humor matters, right? <laughs> like we need to laugh. I love it. But still like it's showing what it, it's that disparity, right? We say mm-hmm. we want this. Like I say I'm committed to myself, everyone else comes first. Yes. I say I'm committed to my work. And really, I'm committed to earning money. Not, you know, like, right. this is not me, but other people. Right. You know what? I don't always know that people truly know what they want. Oh, right? nobody and, knows what they want. <laughs> uh, and I, th- I bring it up to say in relation to that, um, we may not have the right boundaries because we either haven't given ourselves permission uh, to receive that Mm -hmm. or we really haven't, like we're working, working really so hard, but we're not, but we're, we're really not quite sure to your beautiful question of what does success look like? So I also have a mentor who she said the same thing to me. She's like, Jamie, you really need to describe what success is for you because as entrepreneurs, as people who love to achieve, we're going to reach it. And then, okay, the next thing. Right. And so I, I do really like, that is something I just, I want to sit with and, and really think through. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I did write, you know, my pages of, kind of that life, like what life will look like, you know, when I've made it, you know, isn't that crazy? Like, but here it will happen when mm-hmm. you write it out. I That's wrote right. when I was unemployed as an attorney, I wrote, I want a six figure job that doesn't encroach upon my free time or I can like, I can set boundaries around it or I have time to be creative. Mm. And I wear jeans to work. Yes. And I got exactly that. 
Mm. And I was like, nah, I got to change. Right. (laughs) (laughs) This this six-figure job as an attorney that is not that hard for me, but also like, it's just not the vision of what I had. I had the experience that I wanted. I had the elements to it. But the thing that was missing for me was like, I'm not fulfilled unless I know I'm helping. Yeah. And not like helping the world, but just like having a positive impact and not just pushing paper. And that was my biggest issue with being an attorney was like, at one point I was like, oh man, I'm just like a rich person's paper push. This sucks. Mm -hmm. But I... I'm so grateful for you because you are giving people permission to define success outside of what we typically prize. Jeans, easy to have a personal life. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Right. That, and, and that's something that I really love about kind of younger people is that they, they to me, it seems are very much in alignment with their values and and their personal boundaries, right? Like, I, I love that. I feel like this is just, I don't know, it just came to my mind. But I wonder if younger millennials and Gen Z, if part of the reason why it's easier for them to align their actions and values is that there is no middle class for them to strive for. Mm, Right. Like there's no middle ground for them. It's either poor or rich. Right. The world that they're living in. And so if they're going to not have money, they might as well like what they do, not having money and maybe it'll work. (laughs) Right. Right. And also in the meantime, let's fight to make sure that, you know, we have social structures that keep us alive. Right. 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 Yes. I love the kids. I I mean, they're not really kids, but I do too. They're so great. They're a gift. Mm-hmm. Well, so I heard part of your what success will look like is you know you being able to live more fully into this mission. Mm-hmm. What would it look like materially? Yes. So my husband and I would love to have a house on the water. I want a to- lake. Yeah. The. We love water, so I know he would be freshwater. I have this vision of this, like, villa on the ocean where I wear, you know, these most beautiful flowy lounge clothes, and I sit on the deck and I journal. <laughs> oh, my and God. Can I'm going to come vacation with you. Yes. We have a personal ocean villa, right, who makes the most delicious, freshest foods, and we have dinner parties, and I give extravagant gifts and I um I have clothes that I buy because I truly love them not because they're on thread up or Poshmark and they're a great deal (laughs) (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. but but that I and I have said that you know in all seriousness but I find that I tend to do that, that I'll buy many things at a deal versus the one thing that I truly love. And so that I want to start practicing, like buy the thing you really want. Mm. I tend to buy what I need. 
Mm-hmm. And I wait until what I need is so desperate that I finally buy it. Um, I was looking at my TV last night. Excuse me, I have to clear my throat. And I realized my TV is dying. It's a plasma from like 2009. So, you know, I, it yes. had a good run. Right. <laughs> but it's dying. And I'm like, I wonder how long I can get out of this right. before it just becomes a pixelated mush. <laughs> right. Yeah, like- right. Yes. I lo- right. I love a great value, the treasure hunting. I love all of that. And I love holding on to things. And kind of that back to that whole, the whole thing of receiving, right? It's okay to desire. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not from a justification place, like, oh, I've earned this because, but mm-hmm. more like, Something in my heart and soul tells me that I want this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times it's the experience that you want, not the thing. So mm-hmm. for your beautiful, beautiful outfit, like you're probably hoping this is a super huge assertion. So sorry if I'm wrong, but you're probably hoping that this deal will give you the experience of that one amazing outfit mm-hmm. that you actually want. But mm-hmm. maybe if I get this one on a, on a deal it'll satisfy that need without actually like having to spend the money. Right. Right. Yes. It's kind of similar to like before the PPP loan and before the line of credit thinking too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right. That, and I've been encouraging myself to ask the big asks. Yes. Right. That Yes. I mean, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? So, I know. So most people aren't asking those big asks. And I will tell you that in some of the, in some of the opportunities I've been pursuing, I'm getting them one, because I'm awesome. I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying from a value standpoint, but other people aren't showing up. Mm -hmm. And it's so surprising to me because we think everybody does. And Fear is holding people back. And it's like, let's, let's go after it. So what, so before we were coming up on time and I like, I could talk to you for forever, but to my first question is what is the most recent big ask that you got a yes to? Yeah. So we nourish, we just landed our largest retail partner and I asked for our value because I didn't want to give our products for free Mm -hmm. and we got it. We got on the terms we wanted. So that was, yes. So that felt really good. What's the retailer where our our listeners going to be able to find your stuff? You know, I am super proud that we are in almost 60 retail partner locations throughout Wisconsin, very heavy in Wisconsin. I know you're out of Chicago, uh, we do have a handful in Northern Illinois. So watch well, out. Here you go. Just tell us the scores. <laughs> okay. So we are in, okay. So the partner I was speaking of, and this, this is just the, the grocery space in, in general, right? But for mm-hmm. us, Sendix is a high-end grocer here mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. They are very well known for their home department, their gift department, And we are not only carried there, but they are creating a new experience within their health and beauty 
section, and we are a highlight in that area too. So, that's awesome. Oh my God. I can't wait until you come to Mariano's in Illinois and then where my family is in Michigan. I think it's Bushes that you'll be at Holiday Market or something like that. Love that. Yes. In Illinois, so closer to you, uh, Randoons in Winneka. Uh, we are at Kai and Kate Couture in, um, oh goodness, why am I blank? It starts with an E. We're on over Northwest, Glen Ellen, mm. Glen Ellen. And in Naperville and in Downers Grove, we're at different um, gift boutiques, salons, uh, wellness centers, Reiki masters, grocery stores, and you know, just... Uh, just more eclectic, gifty type of boutiques. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What's your white whale? My white, what does that mean? Like the the big place that you want to go to that you Oh, haven't... got it. Yeah. So this this year, I am reaching out to Crate and Barrel. Yes. Yes. That's I juicy. Know. Yes. So Crate and Barrel. And I also... I have it on me to reach out to Urban Outfitters and um, Anthropology. You know what's cool is that there's there's such support for local makers mm-hmm. right now in 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 Milwaukee, and and I'm sure it's the same in Chicago too. That the community has understood how difficult 2020 you know has been for everybody and especially for you know, local, local makers and all of our dear restaurant friends. And, Mm -hmm. and so they showed up, you know, and continue to show up for us. And I'm grateful Nourish had its best year ever, you know, and, and so, yes, you know, and that's, that's what encourages me too. And, and why it's so important for me to pour into people and inspire and educate because when enough people vote with their wallet and support small businesses like mine, the bigger companies start to take notice and real change happens. Right. And so, yes, it it matters. Well, of course it matters. You matter. This was so great. I loved talking with you. Um, How do you want to wrap up? Oh, I, you know, the theme of today, right? That the people who are listening, wherever you are, that it is a sacred space, you know, and that it's important to, to honor and celebrate who you are at your core, that you read the book, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. <laughs> Or just keep listening to me because I'll tell you anyway over yes. and over and over again. Yes, perfect. Right? And that, and truly, you know, I I said, I have a big heart for women. And, you know, and there are a lot of hard things. You know, the Glennon Doyle, we can do hard things because we can do them together. Right? Mm-hmm. We are so incredibly supportive. And you find a community who lifts you up uh, and you go after it. Yeah. 
And then to follow you on Instagram or on your website to order products directly from you. Thank you. So our handles, our social handle is at Nourish Natural Products. And our website is nourishnaturalproducts.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you. Such a delight. This has been an honor. Thank you. This is Not Advice is brought to you by me, Erin Conlin. If you are interested in learning more about my coaching practice or how we might be able to work together, please visit erinconlin.com. This podcast would not have happened without production support from Cedar Cathedral Narrative Studio. 